Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. G'day, everyone. Lauren Cress here. Welcome back to the Purpose Driven Podcast. I hope you're doing well wherever you are in the world. Um, in Sydney, we're getting prayed. Prayed? Prayed. We're getting prayed. We're getting prepared. <laughs> to uh, open things back up again, which is really, really exciting. Um, uh, It's my birthday later this month, so I feel like it's kind of like an amazing birthday present. And I say that very cognizant of the fact that it's a very self-absorbed way of looking at it. But it's just amazing that we've nearly hit 70% double dose of vaccinations and we'll be looks like we'll be hitting 80% by the time I turn 32. So I'm pretty I'm pretty fucking excited. Um for all of us in uh Sydney in particular in New South Wales. Shout out to my mates down in Melbourne. I have lots of friends and uh people that I work with down in Melbourne and I feel like you guys have been through the wars um uh, with earthquakes and protests and so many lockdowns so I really I'm really hoping that you'll be in a similar situation very very soon for all my friends down there and to people more globally speaking I know things are also starting to open back up a little bit more as well so I don't know it just I felt like today's show needed to be about getting back to business and kind of moving forward. So I'm going to be talking about five key things that I learned about running a business uh, during the past 18 months that were the most impactful uh, for me in my life and in my work. Um, But before we get into that, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. I pay my respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples living and working on the land today, the land that always was and always will be Aboriginal land. And this show is recorded on Gadigal land, like I said, in Sydney. Um, I tell you what, so first off, I'm just like, some of you know if you've heard me talk on past episodes since um, the latest lockdown in June in Sydney. Uh, so I like got back down here for a week. <laughs> I just came to visit my family for a week. It was my sister's 30th birthday and I uh, left the day after State of Origin was on in Townsville. So I went from like that extreme of like huge night in Townsville, like crazy. It was State of Origin was massive, massive up there and a lot of fun and I was out and I was with people and we were in bars and we were moving around and there were crowds of people on the street (laughs) and I went from that to Sydney which was also not in like – not in lockdown but, uh, you know, just doing sort of a few regular-ish things like going out to dinner with with my sister and our family – um, and doing some things like that, doing some social things, driving down to Wollongong to see some family down there and, um, and some friends down there as well. And, you know, like not big crowds, but still kind of just like normal-ish life, which fortunately in a lot of parts of Australia, that has been the case for many of us, um, 
during the pandemic. Um, but uh, yeah, then like literally a week after I got here, almost to the day, um, the I think it was the borders were shut and then Sydney went into lockdown. Maybe the Sydney went into lockdown a couple of weeks after that. So it was very strange. And then I moved all of my stuff down here. Um, my husband and I had decided to separate and it's been a like huge transition time. And I think the reason I'm saying all of that is like I haven't actually lived in Sydney since uh, 20 – when was it? 2016. I lived in Sydney last. So I'm like really excited to actually be able to go out and like be like, this is my hometown, but I haven't lived here for such a long time. So there's so many people I need to catch up with. And I was thinking about how overwhelming that feels. Um, I had started having this thought after I got my second vaccination shot, which was um, at the end of August. And I kind of thought, okay, lockdown is going to end. And like, I have a totally new life that I've set myself up for now. Like I am in a studio in, um, in Waverley in the Eastern suburbs near where I grew up. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah, I can just like jump on a train and go to some of my favorite bars from when I was in uni, except now I have like money and (laughs) I'm not a poor student, you know? Um, and it's just, it's kind of like a, I don't know. I was just thinking about like, it's a real adjustment, I think, for all of us to be going back to work, back to business, back to school, back to university, wherever it is that we're going back to. Um, and if you've come from somewhere else, like I know there's people who got to Australia, I've got friends who like moved to Australia not that long before we had our first lockdown. Um, and I think just, it's kind of like, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty big thing that we're about to go through in getting back to some sort of normalcy over the next few months. Um, here in Sydney, I know that will be happening in Melbourne relatively soon as well. And, um, I think it's just, made me pause and reflect on some of the things I've learned. So like I said, I want to I want to talk about moving forward, but I'm kind of using this as an opportunity to talk about these five things that I just thought were probably maybe things I wouldn't have necessarily come to appreciate as quickly if, if COVID hadn't happened. So kind of like silver lining lessons for my business, I guess. Um, and... Uh, what else did I want? Oh, also one other thing. Before we get into stuck into these five things, um, I have decided to make this a monthly podcast moving forward. So I looked at, I guess I did a bit of a cost benefit analysis on um, what the po- podcast does for me from a bunch of different perspectives, um, which I'll which I can go through. I'll go through when I talk about point one because it's relevant, um, and also. Um, kind of looking at other things that I'm doing that seem to be serving my audience perhaps a little bit better and being able to have more time to do that because I can't spread myself too thin uh, now that things are starting to awaken again. <laughs> I feel like that's what's happening. It's like, it feels like the city's about to wake up again. Um, 
and it's um the end of the long weekend so i'm having a um a little homemade moscow mule as we go through this um the first thing i want to talk about is probably the thing that is out of everything the most valuable um that i've learned and something that i was really resistant to prior to um prior to covid and that's the value of structure so I think I, as someone who tries to, and I think a lot of people who run businesses are like this, we're kind of trying to straddle these two worlds of being both creative and um, structured. So it's like we've got to be creative enough and there's got to be enough chaos in our business for us to actually innovate and design and improve But there also needs to be enough structure in place for us to be able to do our best work. So it's like we need the structure structure to get the freedom. It's this weird kind of paradox. Um, If we get too chaotic, our business is a mess. If we get too structured, um, we don't have the chaos we need to explore new ideas and partnerships. And I think probably because of things that I had witnessed with very structured environments, um, I lean towards the chaos side. So I kind of wanted to inject all this chaos and creativity into my business. Looking at 18 months to 24 months ago, that was a big sort of almost became an identity thing for me. No, 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 but we've got to be let's loosey-goosey, baby. Let's be creative, right? Like that kind of approach. Um, so even with things like producing my podcast show or doing a YouTube video, all that kind of stuff, it was a bit messy. And I didn't do things in the most efficient way. And I just put a post out on LinkedIn actually today because I reached 500,000 views on YouTube, which I was super excited about. But I also (laughs) reflected on the fact that I gained over 20,000 views in the last month. So that's 4% of my total views have come from the last 28 days. And I've been running my YouTube channel for over five years. And I think this, this is sort of like an analogous of what happens in business as well. Is like we put a lot of work in the beginning and we do a lot of experimenting and it takes a while for us to say hit our first 500k it hits it takes us a while to hit our first 50k even but once we get to that first 500k then it becomes easier and easier and it's like oh i just made 20k in the last month but before it took me 6 months to make 20k you know that kind of thing um and i think we have to go through the chaotic stage in some ways but covid like i said really speed sped my learning up to go hang on wait a second <laughs> this is there's some things here that are not working you need to get more structured um i actually also really felt like i had to step away from my business um in order to get that perspective so having that time and what i what i did was um i actually just started focusing in on having like single contracts with like one client at a time Um, I guess I didn't feel the pressure to grow and scale because I was like, it's COVID. 
this is not the time to grow and scale. This is the time to learn and adapt. And so I used that time and took the pressure off myself and was like, I can scale in the future. You know, I'm not planning on going anywhere. I need to learn some stuff. And I think giving myself that space when I came back to it and looked at, looked at my business again, I was like, oh, okay, I need to get structure. Um, now, if you're interested in some helpful resources on getting structure, I'd highly recommend checking out um, Thinkwrapped. I've mentioned Thinkwrapped before. Renee Hasseldine has been on my show before. She's actually, um, she runs masterclasses and info sessions quite frequently. So if you go to thinkwrap.com, check out what she has running next. Um, but basically she uses these different models to help us. And if you listen to my show, I'll put the, the show in the, um, in the description as well. She uses these different models to help you structure your business. And I've been working with Renee recently and it really helped me actually start to look at how I'm structuring my business because she is a very structured person and um, her team is very structured. So it's been such a privilege to be able to do that. Um, but that was that's one thing I recommend doing. The other thing I was going to say is um, have a look at resources that, that work best for you. So for instance, for me, huge, huge fan of Airtable. I've done a YouTube video on Airtable as well, actually. It is so adaptive. Um, it's great for like collecting feedback from like if you want to survey your audience. It's very, very intuitive and easy to use. There's a free version of it, which is the one I use. Um, and lately I've been finding some really cool ways of like linking information together and playing around with it. And I'm just loving it. I've like instead of doing things like writing presentations or putting a document together, I'm finding that there's really easy ways to document things on Airtable. And um, I actually started doing like a monthly planner where I can track my hours, see where I'm putting too much effort into, um, see where I'm not putting enough effort into, uh, all those kinds of things. And also kind of being able to look back and see how much I've accomplished month, month by month. Because one thing that I found really difficult over let I'll just keep saying like 18 months ago because it's like obviously been a slow change but one thing that I used to find was like I would kind of do I would always feel like anxious and kind of like I was behind like I hadn't done enough I haven't done enough I haven't achieved enough and now that I'm tracking things I can see I actually achieve and accomplish so much in a month um but a lot of it is stuff that I will forget in hindsight. So sometimes when I look back over things that I've done and tasks I've done, I'm like, oh, right. Like, yeah, that's right. I spent like ages writing that. It also, it's great for like me balancing. Like if you are someone who is um, doing a lot of client work, I also make sure that I get in time to do the other things that are important. So I've got stuff in my monthly planner that shows that, you know, like for admin, for business planning, for tax, for all the other things I need to be doing in my business and to create content, all those kinds of things. So then I don't take that off my list all the time because sometimes what would happen is in order to service a client, I would deprioritize my stuff. But when I could see that, oh no, I've actually scheduled all of this work out, I could start to see that I had time to do 
my own stuff. And I guess kind of like instead of in the past where I was doing like bullet journaling, which is like day by day, having an electronic version on Airtable where I could see like over time what I was doing um, was awesome. So I am going to put together a YouTube video on how I use Airtable to really structure my business. When that's available, I'll make sure I link that as well. Um, I also realized that I hadn't yet linked the Maslow pyramid template um, from last uh, episode, which I will be doing as well. But I guess the thing is, is like I think about these ideas for the podcast show and then it takes me a while to make the other content. So October is going to be a big content making month for me. So just keep your eyes peeled. If we're not already connected on LinkedIn and you want to stay up to date with things like that that I create, um, you can do so. Just go search for Lauren Cress on LinkedIn. I've got the link in the show notes. You can also um, head over to my YouTube channel um, to stay updated with everything there as well. So value of structure, huge, huge, huge. Second thing was, so I read Atomic Habits um, at the end of last year and which feels like a long time ago and also doesn't feel like a long time ago. Um, And Atomic Habits by James Clear, a fantastic book. I've talked about it on the show before. I've actually reviewed it before on the show. Um, And that really taught me to understand that a little bit every day goes a long way. And that's part of also what went into me starting to put more structure into my business and start to create tasks that I could either repeat or um, adapt, make sure I was kind of doing those things regularly, was understanding the value of doing it regularly. Um, It makes me think again on my YouTube channel, like the reason I've gotten to 20.2 thousand views, 20.2K views in the last um, last 28 days is because I have done lots of little things along the way, little improvements, gone back and watched things, gone back and understood SEO better, gone back and improved things, taken things down. Under like, So it's kind of like once I had the momentum, I could start just chipping away at things. And if you haven't read Atomic Habits, I highly recommend it. At the very least, get the um, summary version. So I'm a big fan of the app called Blinkist. Um, where you can basically digest a book in 15 minutes and get the sort of key points. Um, Really, really great way to... It's a timeless story, a story of graciousness and grandeur. Come walk in the footsteps of the Vanderbilt family and experience all that Biltmore has to offer. Plan your visit at Biltmore.com. Start, I guess, like... It's, it's kind of like my thing that I'm like, it's not perfect, but it's better than nothing. And if I'm not going to read anything, then Blinkist is really good um, because I used to read a lot more than I read now. And actually, I think that's something that um, has actually happened during this latest lockdown in Sydney anyway. I'm not sure in other parts of the world. Um, people are reading less. People are reading less during uh, lockdown. So Blinkist is awesome. Check out Atomic Habits, at least on that. You can do a little free, I think it's seven-day trial. Um, But I love it. It's so good. I've read so much. (laughs) I've quote unquote read so much in a little little period of time. Um, You know, 
these big changes, these big sweeping changes, I think is what we're marketed a lot in business. We see a lot of ads for like, build your seven figure funnel, you know, overnight, you can be earning 10K a month, 20K a month, 30K a month, whatever it is. And it's like, no, it's actually a lot of this stuff is like small changes over time and come not forgetting about it. So that's where the documentation for me becomes really important. It's like, what was that thing I did? I'm not inventing stuff from scratch over and over and over again. I'm like, what was the thing I did last month? Oh yeah, that's right. I always need to go back and check this. I need to be doing like, I I have a structure for doing my keyword research, then implementing that keyword research and then um, doing my next rollout of content. And I only started doing that recently. So I'm like, I wish I did this <laughs> five years ago. Um, actually, on that point as well, I am going to be running a masterclass on how to grow your YouTube channel. So um, if you're interested in that, easiest thing to do is hit me up on LinkedIn because I'll be creating a LinkedIn v- event very soon. So if you'd like to be invited along to that, just go to LinkedIn, send me a message, say, Hey Lauren, heard about you doing a YouTube masterclass. Can you please invite me? And I'll make sure to bring you along. It's going to be a private event um, that won't be accessible out of the attend people who attend. I got to make it. I got to make it exclusive, otherwise people won't show up, right? So um, if you'd like to be involved in that, let me know. It'll be free. It'll be free. Um, okay, number three is. Um, Continued professional development is key. So I actually like, even though I've been someone who said, oh, I'm a lifelong learner, you know, it's always important to be learning, always need to be. I did a talk actually, (laughs) this is on YouTube too, but it's not on my channel. I think it's on one of my playlists and like the ABCs of starting a, a business, always be curious. And I did this like 15 minute talk about how this is one of the key things of entrepreneurship. But despite saying that, I've tended to shy away from more formal education. This is probably my bias from being a homeschooler, like someone who was homeschooled until the age of 11. Um, And I often find classes quite boring because they don't move at the pace I want them to move at. Having said that, there is real value in getting formal education for some things and going to accredited courses, going to things that have some sort of quality control. There can be, there are great private courses out there. Don't get me wrong. But um, for some things, it can be really great to get that accreditation. So I am currently doing a career development graduate certificate at JCU and it's all online. I'm just about to do my, finish my second out of four subjects Literally one of the best decisions I made this year. Um, I, I, I made some big decisions this year and I don't regret them. But this one was, it was actually kind of, we talked about happenstance theory a few, uh, it was the last episode, episode before. Um, it was really random how I ended up um, doing this course and it's almost completely government funded. So I was only out like $1,900 to do this course. And it is so useful and relevant to what's happening in the world of work right now. And it's been a huge eye-opener to me. It's actually given me an idea for a new business, which I won't be talking about yet, but I am um, going to be talking to some potential co-founders very soon about um, and start to um, start ideating for it. I wouldn't have 
probably been open to that if I hadn't had that attitude of the, over the last 18 months of being like learn rather than scale, you know, take your time, learn. So I think I'm, I'll always be learning, I'll always be doing um, other things, but I'm so grateful that that ad happened to pop into my LinkedIn feed because <laughs> it's, um, it's been amazing. It's been so, so good. Um, learned lots and lots of stuff. Uh, I also doing counseling, which has been hugely valuable as well, but I've been a little bit more slack with doing the coursework for that. So um, that's with AIPC, the counseling course I'm doing. Okay. Number four, this is like probably a little bit controversial, this one. Um, but you don't need a complete vision to take your first steps in a business. And if you're pivoting, you don't need a complete vision of what that looks like either. Um, I think when Simon Sinek started talking about the why, 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 I'm like, yeah, that's true. But I think that's true once you're at a certain point or in your entrepreneurship journey. So I think about now, and I mentioned, I've got a new business idea that I'm exploring. I know why it needs to exist already. I actually have the full vision of the business already. And I know that the ins and outs of it will change. And I know how it gets rolled out will probably change. And I know that I'll be collaborating with people with different strengths who can give me some insight on things that we need to do. But the reason it needs to exist is very clear in my mind this time. However, I would not have thought of this business and I would not have had the vision and I would not have had the confidence to know that I could do it I haven't done it yet, okay, <laughs> but I wouldn't have the confidence to launch it if I hadn't done everything else that I've been doing and I never had a clear vision for the business I currently run um, but I learnt a lot along the way. So I think like we've got to be careful in like going too far down the desti- – it's it's about destination path, something that I have been saying for years, oh, it's about destination, it's about destination, it's about the vision. Um, but actually I think – it's not always about the vision in the same way that we're, again, we were talking about happenstance theory and um, in one of our, I think, I can't remember if it was last episode or the one before, but anyway, I'll make sure I link it. Um, that like, you can't know everything about business and about starting a business unless you've started one. So for people listening to this who've thought about it, like, yes, you can learn stuff and I encourage you to do that. Always be curious, always be learning, but also just start getting momentum. Take those first steps because it's like as you take those steps, you'll start talking to people, then those people will refer you to someone and then you'll have this connection and then you'll – I met with um, my good friend Sally Curtis on Friday. We had a great chat and I started talking about – some of the things that were the seed of this idea that I now have for this business. And it was just through having a chat with her about other things. So thank you, Sally. Um, Sally's awesome. She also has her own podcast show, um, which I've been on before, actually. (laughs) We're good mates. Um, So that if you're an extrovert like me in particular, probably having conversations with me, with me, with people (laughs) is going to be even more important um, because that's kind of how our brains work. So for me, 
ideation is it's like I have to get it out either on paper I have to sort of draw it out I have to talk it out with someone I need to be producing stuff and creating stuff the easiest way for me if I have to learn something the easiest way for me to do that is to teach it that's just how my brain processes information so if your brain processes information from implementing from doing through conversations then I would in a safe way recommend taking those first steps in business so I'm not saying like quit your job tomorrow and like (laughs) launch But if it's been in the back of your mind and you're like, I could start, I could just say I'm starting a business in my head and I can start taking actions where I'm behaving like I'm running a business. And when I feel confident enough that that's getting off the ground, then I'll have a think about pulling back from work or, you know, doing part-time or making that transition. However, that transition is going to work with the circumstances happening in your life. All right. And the final one, number five is about the importance of self-efficacy. Now, self-efficacy is a concept um, that was coined by Albert Bandura, who was the creator of social cognitive theory. And it's the belief in capacity, in your capacity, or belief in my capacity, in one's capacity, to execute behaviors necessary to produce specific performance attainments or to achieve certain things. So essentially, it's our belief in our ability to do shit, right? (laughs) Can I do this? We talk about the imposter syndrome a lot, and I've talked about it on the show before as well. Um, COVID for me actually helped me in some ways have higher self-efficacy because I took a step away from my business. I took a step away from what was happening in my life as well. And I started to think about, well, what do I need to learn where are the gaps and being com- being confident enough to admit my weaknesses to myself. Well, I'm not great at that. I don't understand a lot about that. I think I would be good at that and be, um, I guess, like, to be honest, you know, the biggest thing was um, – what happened in my personal life in a way, you know, like, so I got more confident the day I realized I was gay and I'm like, I don't know exactly why that is. I don't, but it had a dramatic impact on my work. It actually really helped my work. Um, because it's like, I didn't feel like I was walking into the room needing to apologize for being there anymore. That was the feeling I'd always had. I didn't feel like I was alone all the time. I felt like I had a place to belong in the world and I could stand on my own two feet and kind of like be myself. And so then I just was like, okay, well, of course I can run a business. What do I need to do to grow? What do I need to do to learn? What do I need to do to adapt? And I could just be really real with myself about that and real about maybe some of the things that I had been making mistakes with, some of the things I hadn't done as well, some of the things where I'm like, oh, that was a lot of wasted effort because I felt like regardless of what happened in my business or in my work, I had an identity, I had a sense of self. So my sense of self wasn't purely tied to my career and my business which actually in turn made it easier for me to be 
um, effective in my career and in my business. So my business is doing the best it's ever done. Um, and I have a very clear path forward for this business and now potentially another business. And I'm like, I'm also confident that when I need help and when I need to like figure stuff out, I'll be able to do that instead of thinking, well, you know, it's kind of doomed to fail because everything I do is kind of doomed to fail in a way. I felt like in the past, I was saying this to my girlfriend yesterday, I was like, I actually kind of used to feel like, and I mean, we can feel this for lots of reasons, right? So it's not just like coming out of the closet thing. We can come out of, out of the closet about so many things as well, right? But like I used to feel like I had to, it was like the way I looked at my life was kind of like I was in a story and I was outside the storybook and I was looking inside the storybook and observing how I behaved, but I wasn't in my body. It was kind of like, kind of like when you read a book, you're kind of not the character, you're reading about the character and you see the character. I mean, unless you're someone who's able to put yourself in the character's shoes and actually walk around like the character. I'm not sure, maybe people do that as well. But for me, when I read, like, so say I read Harry Potter when I was a kid, right? Like I was watching Harry Potter and I was like seeing Harry Potter's interactions with others. And I was like, I was he was the main person I was observing. I didn't feel like that about Hermione or Ron. It was like, but I'm not in Harry's body. I'm outside of it, watching over him and feeling how he feels. And that feeling was how I felt about myself. So up until a few months ago, when I did stuff, whatever I was doing, it was kind of like I was out of my body watching myself. And then now, <coughs> excuse me, let me have some more drinks. Now, I don't feel like that. Now I feel like my hand is in my hand. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it any other way. It's like when I do things, I'm me. I'm not watching me do something. It's, I don't feel as self-conscious. I don't feel as like disconnected from myself I feel like I'm in my body I've shown up in my life so I don't feel alone even when I'm alone I don't feel lonely and I'm able to have like it's like I can wield power in a different way like because I can use my intelligence I can use my hands I can use my body I can use my voice and I can use these things to do things and affect my environment around me rather than watching myself going, you should say this now. It's like I just say it. And you know what? Like a big a big part of being able to do that has also been making the show because I changed the way I did that as well. Like a few months ago, I started just going, I don't have my recording equipment, so I'm just going to record a stream of consciousness and what happens, What I have a few dot points. I started doing this when I first started live streaming. I started practicing this method of producing content. And um, and now it's very easy for me. Hopefully it's interesting for, for listeners. <laughs> I'm guessing it is because <laughs> people are still listening to the show. But um, 
I want people to feel like that when they go to work and when they are in their business. I want to, I want to help people feel like that sense of self within their business, like fully taking charge of it rather than being in a script and following the script of the business. Um, I felt like I was following a script of what my life should look like and now I'm just like living it. I felt like I was following a script of what my business should look like and now I'm just running the business. Um, so that's a big – self-efficacy is something that I learned with the career development course. Um, and if you're interested in finding out more about how that relates specifically to career, you can also look up something called um, social cognitive career theory, which is the career sort of – uh, I guess, angle, career theory angle on Bandura's theory. And it's quite interesting as well. Um, I got to go because I got to go um, have dinner. <laughs> but um, it's been really nice to do another show. Um, and like I said, I'll be doing this once a month. So if you want to keep in more regular contact with me, uh, follow me on LinkedIn, connect with me. I connect with everyone. Just let me know that you're a listener of the show. I'll be happy to connect with you. Um, subscribe to my YouTube channel. So just look up Lauren Cress on YouTube. You'll find me. Um, and I'll be putting out more content there as well. Um, I hope you have a fabulous week. I hope you are excited to get back to business. I hope you are not feeling too anxious about things. Just take one day at a time. We don't have to run before we can walk. Let's just focus on being able to walk first. Um, And until next time, remember that stepping into your power will make the world a better place. Cheers, guys. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, real moments together, and this... Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99.